Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline where we bring in a very astute writer, a quiet man, a man who likes to, you know, come in, get the work done like Nick Chubb. That is Jared Mueller of Browns Wire. Jared, how you doing this morning, my friend? I am all right, Mac, but I feel like he might have set me up. I think quiet is the furthest thing from oh, uh, yeah. word someone would use to describe me. Oh, you know what? That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I have seen you out, and literally there is nobody that you will not talk to. Um, <laughs> so, Jared, let's just start with Nick Chubb. You know, um, that was my way of a segue. But, you know, let's at least start with Nick Chubb. You know, obviously getting the big extension uh, yesterday – what were your initial thoughts when you saw the news come down of uh, of Chubb signing that extension there? You know, there were two. One is one is a surprise. You know, when you look at both general analytics as well as you look at the kind of the Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan uh, wide zone scheme, uh, they made a lot of guys famous for a thousand yard season. Uh, players like Orlandis Gary and those kind of guys. And so when you look at those two things, um, you know, analytics tends to not value running backs. Uh, sees them as replaceable, those kind of things. And then you look at the fact that a wide zone scheme often can make a star out of someone with lesser talent. It makes it a little surprising that they signed an extension. But then you look at the numbers, you look at what the extension actually was, you know, that he's going to be the sixth highest paid running back, uh, sixth highest guaranteed uh, money. Uh, And then you really start to look at what he means to the team. And I'm actually working on a piece um, that, you know, it, it looks like Andrew Barry isn't the guy that's just driven by numbers. And so on one hand, you look at a little bit of surprise. I was, I was like, wow, really that happened, you know, on this day, those kind of things. <laughs> uh, but then you, you look a little deeper into the details and you can see why it makes sense, at least from the Brown side. I know Joe Banner is uh, really concerned what it looks like from the player side, uh, thinking that the Browns really got a steal. You know, Jared, we were looking at this earlier today too, and, you know, comparatively, you see the big deal that was signed by, you know, Zeke Elliott a couple years ago, five years, $90 million. And you see the amount of touches that he had with the team. And he's only gone, or he's gone out of the five years in the league, he's gone above 350 touches three times already. Nick Chubb hasn't done that once in his three years with Cleveland. How key do you think it is for them to have, you know, Kareem Hunt and have Demetric Felton? you know, on the roster behind him to kind of alleviate, you know, some of those touches that could go to him, obviously with a player as talented as he is. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at what you're paying for, and you want to elongate that as much as possible. When you have players who can take some of those snaps, even last year, Dearness Johnson, when Chubb was out, you know, took some snaps and played well. Uh, I think you have to start with thanking Hugh Jackson, right? John Dorsey had to trade Carlos Hyde so that Hugh Jackson would play uh, Nick Chubb his rookie season, you know, limited him to 192 rushes that year. Um, you know, the following year, he almost hit 300. Uh, even though sharing some snaps with Kareem Hunt for, you know, half a year and then only 190 last year. But I think it really does. There's there's some thought that really the cliff is a combination of those four hundred three to 400 touches, uh, normally around 350, as well as kind of career carry somewhere around 1,200 are two of the kind of numbers where you look at cliffs for running backs. And so for Nick Chubb at 688 or 680 rushes, you know, you're looking at a, a player who, you know, 520 rushes away from kind of that cliff of 1,200. Can he push uh, a little bit farther beyond that uh, before the end of this contract extension? Most likely. Um, but I think the Browns, um, you know, are in a good place with him because he hasn't been overused. Jared, you know, obviously the big headliner was Nick Chubb getting his extension, but the one that kind of got lost yesterday was Paudy Podesta getting an extension with the team, and now he goes ahead. He's going to be tied with uh, Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry through the duration of their contracts. So what were your thoughts on, you know, Paul D. Podesta and, you know, him being in line now with Andrew Barry and Stefanski? You know, D. Podesta is an interesting case. You know, came over from Major League Baseball. Uh, a lot of people almost scoffed or laughed at him coming in, uh, but he's lasted, right? He, he came in with Sashi Brown. Hugh Jackson uh, outlasted both of them, came in with John Dorsey, uh, then Freddie Kitchens outlasted them, and now is finally in alignment, right? So lined up well with Sashi Brown, but they brought in Hugh Jackson instead of Sean McDermott, um, and then obviously brought in or hired Freddie Kitchens instead of Kevin Stefanski uh, a year earlier than Stefanski was actually hired. I think it's really interesting um, that, that they're all lined up both from a contractual perspective but also from how they think about the team and think about things. I think that is the way that now we don't have to worry about Jimmy Haslam because in the past, Haslam has always, it's always been who's got his ear last, right? Who was the last person to impress him, uh, provide interesting information, whatever it is. But right now, you could listen to Andrew Berry talk and Kevin Stavansky talk, and you're hearing pretty much the exact same thing. But the same thing with Paul D. Podesta. So I think it's a great sign that their chief strategy officer uh, who helps that alignment is now set up well with them. I do have a question that I don't haven't seen answered, but if we're talking about a, an alignment from contracts, I think that actually means that Paul D. Podesta signed this five-year extension last offseason because last offseason is when Barry and Stefanski signed their five-year deal. So I think we're hearing about it now, but I think based on the information we have, it sounds like maybe this extension went into place last year, not this offseason. That's an interesting point. I didn't. I actually didn't think about that. Um, again, Jared Mueller joining me on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, Jared Mueller of Browns Wire. And Jared, I, I talked to Jeff Risen on Friday night, and I had to bring up with him. You know, you guys had your your training camp predictions as to who's going to be on the roster, and you know he he already has said that he's had to eat crow a little bit with the way that the videos have started to come out because you had. Donovan Peoples-Jones making the roster. He did not. So, Jared, you know, what are your thoughts and how much smarter are you than Jeff Risden? You know, I think Jeff is 
is lined up well in his thinking. <laughs> uh, the reason for it is obviously when it talk, comes to special teams. The other is that he looked at Carlson as a, a likely lock as the fourth tight end. And I just think um, we can kind of get focused on Stefanski and Barry and just kind of pigeonhole them. Uh, but the reality is they're going to look for talent and talent that can be explosive and make a difference. And I think, um, you know, Hodge can make a difference on special teams. That's still going to be important. Um, but I think Donovan Peoples-Jones just has a has a bigger upside because the idea right now of lining up, you know, what I would consider an explosive package in passing downs, you can have Odell Beckham Jr., Anthony Schwartz, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku, and Kareem Hunt in the backfield on a passing down, and you have explosive players at all five positions. That's not to downplay Jarvis Landry or Shard Higgins uh, or Austin Hooper or even Nick Chubb, but in a passing uh, attack, those five guys can put everybody on notice and everybody has to be worried that they're going to get burnt deep and there's a big play waiting to happen. I don't. I just don't think you get rid of that for a special teams guy or a fourth tight end. So I think Jeff was on the right page with the importance of Kadero Hodge, just maybe didn't value uh, the explosive play of Donovan Peoples-Jones. And I do want to just reiterate, I love Jeff Risen. We love Jeff Risen here, uh, but just had to give uh, had to give a little Absolutely. flag to a buddy of ours. <laughs> Absolutely. We had to do that. Oh, of course, of course. Um, but, Jared, you know, the other part of this, too, and, and obviously coming back off of last season where you had, you know, COVID opt-outs, you know, one of the players that I think has gone kind of underrated um, going into this year when it comes to his importance is Andrew Billings. Uh, because, you know, last year you had Larry Ogunjobi, and while I love Larry, at the same time, it seemed like he didn't necessarily take up enough space, you know, in the middle, uh, playing that nose tackle role. Um, and this year, uh, you're never going to accuse Andrew Billings of not having enough space there. Uh, so, you know, what are your thoughts on uh, Andrew Billings coming into this season, and how key do you think he can be for this defense? You know, I think he's going to be really important. I don't think, uh, you know, traditional fans are going to think he's making a huge impact because he's not going to have the statistical numbers. But most, much like uh, Tony Saragusa years ago with Baltimore, uh, he is really going to be important in taking up two blocks. The reality is, is his strength. Now, we saw pictures from OTAs where he was a little out of shape. Uh, he's lost about 20-some pounds. But his strength hasn't gone away. And so um, if they try to block him one-on-one, whether that's the center or that's a guard, they are going to get that player pushed back into the pocket, whether into the running back or the quarterback. So the reality is they're most likely going to have to have two players on Andrew Billings at all times, which then means you're double-teaming Miles Garrett and leaving Clowney or McKinley and Malik Jackson one-on-one. You know, you can have blisters coming off the side. Linebackers are staying clean in the run game as well as, you know, if they're coming on a blitz. It's really important, and I think with Larry Ogunjobi, you saw that he didn't want to play that style. He didn't want to set his anchor and hold his blocks. He wanted to penetrate, which while looks really good, it allows if he penetrates and the offensive lineman knows where the play is going, they just oftentimes let him go or led him in a certain direction. And it took him out of the play, and then the linemen, they didn't have the double team. They could get up to those linebackers second level, or they can help on Miles Garrett, those kind of things. And I think you see that because in Cincinnati, he's going to be playing that three technique, that penetrating, that that's what he wanted to do in Cleveland, but that was not his role. Um, Andrew Billings knows his role. He's a big guy, a big, strong guy, and he's going to eat up two blocks most of the time. And at times, he's going to push those blocks backwards, really opens up a lot of things for that defense. 
Now, sticking with that defense, you know, the big buzzword that we've seen this this offseason has been versatility. You know, a lot of players that can play different spots. I mean, hell, John Johnson can play in the box. He can play free. You look at Troy Hill, he can play inside and out. Same with Greg Newsom, among others. Is there such a thing as too much versatility when it comes to these guys? There is, specifically when you talk about some of the younger guys. And I actually think you're seeing it at camp right now. Obviously, early in camp, the offense is set up for success because there's no hitting, those kind of things. But I think the reality is is first you have to get that foundation. And because this is basically an all-new defense outside of Garrett, Denzel Ward, and Ronnie Harrison, you've got a lot of guys trying to know each other, understand each other, get a feel for each other. You know, on, on a drop, is the linebacker taking four or five steps? You know, is he coming six yards? All of those little details are really important. So I think right now um, the, the highest priority for defensive coordinator Joe Woods is to make sure they get the foundation down and then add some of the rest of that um, because there's just so many new parts, so many changes. And with Woods' defense, he is very versatile. You know, he likes press man at times. He likes some Seattle cover three at times. Uh, and he's got some guys who fit a little bit of both of those things. And so I think it'll be interesting. But that versatility will come into play as they go down the, down the road. And I think you might even be able to use last year's offense as kind of a template. Really came on in the second half of the season. My guess is you're going to see a little bit of that with this defense all new parts, so much going on and so much versatility that they really got to narrow in on what people do well and sprinkle in the versatility, unless obviously there are an injury. But I think you're going to see the defense struggle early, which is difficult when you have Kansas City coming, you know, starting off in week <laughs> one. But I think you're going to see them really succeed, you know, as the season progresses. Now, obviously, the main focus was the defense this offseason, but you know, I'm really intrigued by the couple of you know additions that you saw from the rookie class uh, on the offensive side. You obviously have Anthony Schwartz, um, and you we already brought up uh, Demetric Felton. You know, how do you envision you know each of these guys getting utilized at least early on uh, here in Cleveland? And do you think that fans should expect at least some kind of a rookie impact from from both of those guys too, or is that a little bit too much to ask for some of these guys? I think it's a little too much to ask given the depth of the team, even if you look at Peoples Jones last year, you know, he he's got fourteen receptions. We thought we saw them be very impactful receptions, but fourteen receptions, two touchdowns, three hundred and four yards. I think you're gonna see less, um, maybe even combined between Schwartz uh and Felton on both of those on offense. Um I think the reality is is James Hudson might have even a bigger impact depending on injury situations. Uh obviously we never want to root for those things, but the reality is Swartz and Felton uh, are going to be gadget guys at some level, uh, the guys that can take uh, and, and put fright into the defense at times. I just don't think you're going to see that kind of uh, statistical impact uh, on the field this year because of the goals of the team as well as just the overwhelming talent that they have on offense. So, Jared, the other part of this too, and again, when I was uh, reading through your article about you know, the the camp battles and who you expect to make the roster. You know, the one name that I, I didn't see, and I know that we, we talked about this uh, off the air, but, you know, JoJo Natson. You know, he he's a kick returner extraordinaire, you know, exclusive uh, kick returner for the team. Do you envision him possibly making the roster, or do you think that because you have somebody like Edemetric Felton who has that kick return experience, 
Do you think that they kind of consolidate and maybe go with Felton over somebody like a JoJo Natson? Yeah, I think really for Natson, the, the composition may actually be a Kaderil Hodge, but not in the same way. So obviously Natson is not going to cover kicks. <laughs> uh, if he if he could tackle somebody, that'd be impressive given his 170-pound <laughs> frame. But I think if you see a Richard LeCount, uh, unfortunately, we have some concerns about Tony Field's ability to play. I think really it's going to be about whether Hodge is necessary on special teams um, or do they have enough coverage guys from some of their younger fellows that can open up the opportunity for that dynamic uh, player like Nathan. I think it's an uphill battle, but I think if they have enough special teams help from their defensive players, that could open up a roster spot for Natson. I just don't see it likely, again, like everything we've talked about, unless there are injury concerns that come up. So one of the more interesting camp battles that I'm kind of keeping my eye on, too, is the backup offensive line. Now, now look, I know that not everybody's going to be, you know, eyes glued to the offensive line and everything like that, but, I mean, last year we saw where there were a ton of different players that had to come in due to injury or you know, due to players being out with COVID. So, you know, the depth is important there. You know, what do you make of these backup these backup linemen? You know, you have Michael Dunn as well as Drew Forbes coming back off the COVID list from last year, uh, among others. You know, I think at some level, the backup five that I can imagine right now in my head are better than some of the offensive lines the Browns have had in the past. <laughs> it doesn't have the star, but you're looking at, you know, Chris Hubbard. I am shocked that that guy is able to play given his late-season injury. Uh, to his knee. The fact that he was cleared to practice is huge. So he's going to be your top uh, backup because he can play guard and tackle. Then you have Hudson. We've already talked about him, but he's a tackle or could play guard. Uh, so he's going to make the roster. Drew Forbes, I truly believe, and I believe Jeff Risden uh, would say the same thing or has said the same thing, that Drew Forbes would have won the job over Wyatt Teller last year if he hadn't opted out. They like him a lot. And then you have Nick Harris, who's their only backup center. So you already have four backup players, and we haven't talked about Michael Dunn. We haven't talked about some guy named Blake, (laughs) uh, uh, Alex Taylor. I mean, there are just so many guys on the offensive line that are just so talented. I think this could be an area where you see Andrew Barry, you know, turn one of those players. They signed Greg Sinnett uh, this offseason. He was one of the, the only three, I think, offensive players that were added uh, that were of any significance or a free agent signing. But I think this is where you can see Andrew Barry turning uh, that depth into, you know, a future fifth or sixth round pick, uh, which is how the Browns got Wyatt Teller, right? So there's just a lot of depth there, a lot of talent there. And I think it's going to be difficult for them uh, to only hold on to nine. They're probably going to end up with, you know, 10 offensive linemen. Uh, And that backup group has a lot of talent to it. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what that means for the rest of the roster. But I think the Browns are in good shape. And obviously having Bill Callahan as a offensive line coach does a lot for that. Really quick follow-up for you, too. Uh, You mentioned that they like Drew Forbes a lot. With Wyatt Teller's contract coming up here, do you see that they could possibly move on from Wyatt Teller and maybe try to move up Drew Forbes into that role? I think it is possible. I think it really depends on a lot of things. I don't think they would like to trade Wyatt Teller. I know that's an extreme statement. No one really wants to talk about. I don't think they want to do that, but I don't think they're, they have such a desire to, you know, make him one of the highest paid guards, any of those kind of things, just based on his history and just based on what they see out of Forbes. Uh, obviously they have Hudson, those kind of things. I just think it'd be tough for them uh, to pay him what some people think he might get paid. So moving on from him seems more likely. 
Jared, thank you so much for coming on with me today. And again, I will give you the win over Risden for uh, keeping uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones on the roster. Absolutely. I appreciate that. I'll make sure to rub it in his nose. Oh, of course. Of course. I expect nothing less. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.